2: Welcome to the Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. You know, we've got to win more possession downs and thus possess the ball more and give us more opportunities. The more snaps you get, the more opportunities you get to make some of the dynamic plays that you suggest. It starts first with staying on schedule and possessing the ball. And we're not doing enough of that right now, so that makes some of the other discussions... You know uh, more
1: troubles. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Point After. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. That was Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin after the loss to Buffalo on Sunday Night Football, 26 to 15. The Steelers clinched a playoff spot prior to the game, guys, thanks to a loss by the Miami Dolphins. But then. The loss themselves, losing the one seed in terms of playoff positions right now to Kansas City. And, Billy, it was just one of those fluky games that did not feel good at any point.
0: Well, when it started, it felt good. When the Steelers mm-hmm. started to scoring, but, uh, you know, bad things happened after that. Uh, time of possession, 10 minutes. When you lose that, you generally do not win the football mm-hmm. game. Uh, and as good as the Steelers' defense is, to put them out on the field that long— Against a very good offense that was, uh, it spelled doom.
1: I think, Tunch, mainly when the defense has to play that much and they are playing right. without a number of starters. Joe Hayden was out with a concussion. He was not active. He was on the sidelines. You didn't have Robert Spillane. Vince Williams is on the COVID list. And, you know, that that's a lot to ask.
3: Yeah. But, uh, Bud Dupree, uh, uh, Robert Spillane, Vinny Williams, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, I've let's not forget
2: Devin Bush, too. I mean, because every time you talk about that defense, you gotta remember it from the very beginning.
3: You know, uh I saw the defensive linemen fatigued. Uh they were bending over and uh they were getting uh air and uh I, I I think that they were uh they they were uh they, they got worn down, yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, there's no question about it. Look, everything changed when Taron Johnson uh, picked 6 baton. Yeah, I mean, the whole complexion of the game changed. Uh, there was actually, and if you go back over it, I mean, I actually, there were signs of life in the running game. You know, there was little sparks here and there. I watched. I went back and watched the whole game this afternoon, and there's points in time where I'm watching his filers taking a man off the ball. Marquise Pouncey is is. Blocking a guy into the whistle. I'm watching a trap. They're blowing up the trap guy. You know, okay. You're starting to see some things. And one of the things I, I think I take away from this game is, look, on Friday, Mike put them in pads. Right. Okay. And I am I'm an advocate of pads. The further, the less you get, you 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 are in pads, uh, the higher your pad level becomes in a game. It just it's bound to happen. You can't simulate pads. Uh, you know. Without pads on, you just can't. And so for these guys, I thought they got some pad work on Friday and it started to show up. They're blowing some people off the ball here and there. Nothing great, nothing to get crazy about, but there was a sign of life. And I, for one, I'm I'm like, hanging on. Let's go. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's get some more work on that. Uh,
3: You know, Wolf, uh, James Conner had 18 yards. Uh, Jalen Samuels had 15 yards. And Benny Snell had 14 yards. Uh, You know, I don't like that uh that they the, you know when you say they were in pads on Friday right. but they were they they were lower but they, they didn't uh, sustain it. Well, look,
2: one day of pads is not going to get it done. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is you've got to begin somewhere. Right. And that somewhere included the fact, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a rant here. I don't know. Yeah, to go are, on a you rant. Like you were ranted, Yeah, you like it? This is Rant Monday. Today. But here's the point. You know, at least we're seeing some movement at the point of attack. Right. At least but. we're seeing some cutoff blocks. People taking people to the ground, and I see some effort, and I'm going to hang on to that and hope that they go back to some pad work yeah. and that they build on that.
3: Well, I, you know, I think that uh, they they have to focus. They have to be intense. They have to right, – But you've got uh, to experience yeah, the pad work yeah, if but, you
2: want to get better at the well, pad work. Well, you
3: know, but uh, they they don't uh, do the pad work.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Right. you Got one one day. Now if you can get another – You know, and I don't know how many, and I think the CBA just takes way too much away from the coaches. Yeah, there's a limit. I get it. But at least, you know what, a little bit of pad work showed up uh, last night. And I, I just hope that they continue doing some more. That's all.
1: Also a small sample size in terms of plays they actually ran the football or intended to run. But I remember sitting here, it was last Tuesday since they played uh, Washington on Monday night. That was the first loss, of course, and you guys wanted them to start pushing cars and whatnot. So I had a chance to talk to Vance McDonald last week and... I said, how do you even go back to basics? How do you guys improve this? You know, Vance is so much. I, I'm, I'm okay with being the blocking tight end. Eric Ebron can be the catching. And he said, first of all, it's the know-how. You have to know that you can do it and believe that you can do it. And going back to basics like you guys had alluded to with the pads and whatnot. So I'm glad that you did see small glimpses. But do you guys start to worry, Billy? You know, we, there's a roster move today by the Steelers. Matt Filer, peck injury. They lost him early in the game. He's now placed on IR. They brought up a defensive end, Cassius Marsh. He was on the practice squad. He takes his place on the 53-man roster. And we don't have an update yet on Kevin Dotson. Uh, He also, Coach Tomlin said, is dealing with a peck injury. I guess it's a good sign they didn't put him on IR today. But, you know, Coach has his press conference tomorrow, and we'll have to see what that means. But that's a lot of shuffling along the O-line that you want to see uh, be aggressive and get this run game going. I
3: want Derwin Gray. Derwin, Gray is, uh, Derwin Gray is a great athlete, and he's uh, he punches well and he comes off the ball well. So I I, I want to see Derwin Gray uh, uh, take Matt Filer's place.
0: Well, Hassenauer did on no notice. Yeah, uh, and you got to give him that pass, uh, but maybe with a week of practice. Uh, at that position, maybe he'll be a lot more comfortable. Uh, but that's an interesting argument. Yeah. Derwin Gray, J.C. Hassenauer, uh, Because, you know, the problem with the, the offensive line is you could probably take somebody from another position who starts and put them there and maybe get better productivity, but what do you leave behind? Yeah. You know, and then when you start that, you know, mix and match,
2: you're in trouble.
3: Yeah, De- Derwin Gray, I, I, I love I, I I love him. Well,
2: it's going to be. Well, he's been on practice squad all right. season long. He's he's a big guy. Yeah, he's very strong, but he's very stiff. He's not real flexible, but he's also a you know capable of filling in at guard. He's done some things there. Uh, I don't have a problem with it because basically it's better to have a guy up from the practice squad than trying to pull some guy off the street. Well, right. Derwin's
1: on the fifty-three. He was inactive last night.
2: Right. So he he, he's, he's mainly been, been like
1: a healthy scratch. Yeah, okay, I think back um, and
2: forth, has he not? Yeah,
1: I think the game's pounce he missed. He probably got a helmet. Uh, just, you know, depth reasons. And right.
2: Then, and
0: if you're going to pull somebody off the street, this would be the week to do it with the extra day. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they have to they go have through to do the, the COVID, COVID protocols. Thing and, you know, that that becomes right. a, a sticking point. For everybody, I well, mean, everybody's playing this with be the same be his pick.
2: opportunity. Um, I just, I'm really disappointed for Kevin Dotson because right, Kevin Dotson, well, that's sooner or later, you Kevin, wanted was, to oh, see. Kevin was going to be the guy. I mean, yeah. sooner or later, he was moving into the starting lineup. Regardless. You know, I,
3: I think Derwin Gray's gonna uh, jump over him, Kevin Dotson, yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: think. Well, I would this agree. week maybe, but with down the injury, the line? possibly. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, but I'm not.
3: Kevin Dotson injured, injured. Yes, but yeah. not
2: not if they're they're both healthy. Kevin right. Dotson is going to be a starter on that line
3: at some point in time. So, uh, Kevin Dotson is healthy.
2: No, no, no. Oh, we we don't know. We don't we're, know yet.
1: We're playing yeah. devil's that. We're yeah. we're planning for the worst here. Yeah. <laughs> because You're... you know, after two losses, it kind of feels like that mood on this on Victory Monday, right?
0: <laughs> it feels like Mugville. Ter-
1: well,
2: it it just uh, the whole game just didn't feel good from the second half. Yeah. Around. You know when when Darren Ter- Johnson big sixth, you could feel it. I mean, things just started to happen and go downhill, and that was okay, a well, shame. Okay,
0: well, let's, let's kind of look at that closely. I mean, 9-7 at, at the half is not a bad deal. You no. knew they were going to get the ball, but give them credit. 68-yard drive in eight plays. They only faced one third down, and it was the third and two. So now they're up 16-7. you talking about seven. third
2: quarter? Yeah. Is that the third? yeah. Start
0: the third quarter. Now they're up 16-7. Now the run game, you have to kind of put on hold for a right. while. And then I think that's where the worm turned.
2: No doubt in in my mind that, uh, you know, you think about it, there's two second-half teams that have come out and taken the, you know, the the ball right down. Washington and now, um, you know, the Bills took that second-half kickoff and things didn't go well. You know,
3: and Cowher always said that the most important Uh, drive of the third quarter was the uh, initial drive. Well, let's
0: place emphasis on winning the coin toss.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) got to be fixed (laughs)
2: practice. (laughs) Put the pads on and practice.
1: Does it feel like teams have figured out uh, in your guys' opinion the short passing game that the Steelers sometimes use to supplement the run game?
3: Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Missy. Uh, You know, I, I... have confidence in Ben. Uh, he he drops back and he gets rid of the ball fast. And, uh, you know, when there's uh, many drops early in the game, uh, you know,
2: you, 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 you don't get in a rhythm. But here's the problem. Cornerbacks know that Ben's throwing the ball in two seconds or less. So what do they do? You know, you give him a little soft cover and you come up, you tackle the catch. That's what you try to do. You got guys that are dropping the ball early on; it creates all that sort of dysfunction and yeah. problem. I felt, you know, you feel bad for Deontay, but at the same time, it's like God, Zooks, man, he's he's so catch the ball. He's so capable. He's so, you know, he's he's so good. And yet, when you have those drops, that becomes a bugaboo. Yeah. And you just, I just, you worry about does this get bigger, or does it start to, you know, play itself out, and all of a sudden it goes away, like uh, you know, bad case of hiccups or something.
1: Billy, I felt like he psyched himself out a little bit last night. You knew from the Washington game there were the drops, but then just that first quarter, you could just tell when they sat him on the bench as Coach Tomlin threatened to do and did do. We didn't see him again until the second half. That it was just not good.
0: He could get an Academy Award for the look on his face. I mean, that's as much emotion as I've seen a player on the bench exhibit in a long time. Yeah, that it was. It was a lot of things. It was frustration. It was I want to kill myself. It was you know, it was just bad, yeah. and you could see it, and you could feel it. I mean, that's why I say he should be given an Oscar for that because uh, he emoted as well as anybody could but
2: Then you look at the second half he came
3: on, did some good stuff in the second right half. He need- yeah we had a pretty good game needed. really but uh, but in early in the game, he was bewildered,
0: yeah and 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 to uh, you have to set you have to set the tone right. on the road particularly, not not that the crowd is a factor, but still. <laughs> Not no, there. the home team is more comfortable, let's face it, whether there's a crowd there or not. And so you have to try to set a tone. Hey, you guys, you're in for a game today. But you start dropping passes, the other team kind of relaxes and said, all, all we have to do is take care of business. And you don't want to be in that position. Well, I, I didn't like, and this is probably for another segment later, but I, I, there were too many wide-open passes for, for the Bills. Too many guys were yeah. open. And, okay, uh, to your point, Tunch, about all the people they miss on defense, sure, you know, that's going to take a toll. toll. And Devin Bush, yes, he'd be part of especially those crossing routes. But we have to move on, and uh, it's a good week to have a long week. Uh, It's a good week to face the Bengals, although, uh, you know, they'll bring their best. Uh, But if it wasn't good enough for Dallas, I, I just wonder where they are right now with no Joe Burrow and no Joe Mixon and you know a defense that's kind of shuffled around as well. It's
2: going to be a problem, but and you know you know how it is. You want to see the escaluser in action. You yeah. Know, you, but the fact is, you know, this is a team. Here's the thing that that always gets you when you're miserable, when you are in the pit of misery, which as Cincinnati is, and it's a dilly dilly, you know, time. You want to you want to like hurt whoever you can, and the Steelers, they're they're bleeding. So mm-hmm. you know that Cincinnati like lock, lock and load. We got our best shot. We got to give him our best shot because it's the closest we're going to have to feeling good all year if we can do something against these
3: guys. All right, so guys. Josh it- Allen uh, uh, was a gunslinger. He can run. He's got a good arm. He has got. Uh, he runs well to the right. Who are you uh, talking about? Uh, Josh, Josh Allen.
0: Allen. The guy we faced last night. Yeah. Who, who didn't w- have a great game. Yeah. He didn't have right.
3: a great game. He, he did uh, – was very productive. He was
0: productive, but uh, his pass efficiency rating was below 80. Yeah. But- All right,
1: we are going to talk about him a little bit more coming up. We do have to get to our IBEW electrifying moment of the game, brought to you by IBEW Local Number 5. Okay, Wolf can't go first. Billy, I think right. you went first last week. Tunch, let's start a new streak. You get to go first with your – Electrifying moment of the game.
3: Uh I uh Juju Smith Schuster on the touchdown pass. Uh uh, you know, I love Juju. And uh, I, I'm a big fan and he is so tough and he runs over people and uh I'm Oh he spun Levi Wallace Yeah, around. yeah that yeah, was a that, great move. That's that's great.
0: Okay.
1: Who wants to go next?
0: I'll go next. The next play, the two point conversion. That fired me up. Yeah. Ebron, he kind of gave a better account of himself than the earlier drop, and he did a great job to get open, and Ben uh, did a great job to get him the football. Uh, Now you're in a single-score game. Now you have a football game with 12 minutes and, what, 46 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. You're in it, but didn't stay in it long because they allowed the field goal drive and then Wallace's interception – which shouldn't have stood, by the way, but that's my personal
2: opinion. I agree with you. That 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 was a shame. Yep, the two pointer.
1: Okay, Wolf, what's yours? Do I have to go? You have to go.
2: Oh my! <laughs> All right, if I gotta go, really, the moment was again, Taron Johnson. You know, and it's yeah. a, it's a bad one, but that really it turned the whole game, and I just felt like. Uh, that's... So you want do you want the Bills? I didn't go for the Bills. That was the electrifying moment. Um, a moment I would have liked to electrify myself at that moment. <laughs> he was shocked. It was, yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> better said than I could possibly have said. That was so disappointing and it was such a bummer. But it was the moment that a lot of things turned.
1: All right. It is time for a break here on The Point After. We will return. You are listening to WDVE.
2: Back to The Point After on
0: DVE. He looks, he's going to throw it long down the field. There's a combat effort and an interception by the Bills, and that is Wallace picking it up. Nobody's tackled him yet, and he comes out across the midfield stripe and gets down to the Pittsburgh 48. Ben threw it long, and there was coverage on the intended receiver, and the cover man, Wallace, ended up with a pick, and that's his second of the season.
1: All right. Welcome back to the point after everybody. You are inside the DVE studios and Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley. Not the type of uh, play we want to be discussing. We talked about the pick six. Wolf, that was your IBEW electrifying moment of the game. Coach Tomlick called it the significant play of the game when asked about it yesterday great uh,
0: minds think alike yeah <laughs> that would scare mike <laughs> if, he, if he, was
2: thinking, he he thought along my lines that would definitely scare mike
1: <laughs> billy uh after the game ben roethlisberger uh maybe self-reflecting a little bit but also saying you know we are not hitting the panic button but our play is inexcusable How do you feel the past two games have kind of shaken out in terms of not exposing the Steelers, um, because we were kind of riding on this high of the win streak, but knowing that the playoffs are near, they are in the playoffs, and you want to be playing your best football during this time in December.
0: And you want to have your least amount of injuries, and that is a matter of concern. Uh, Yeah, they're not playing well, and they haven't, and they've eked out a couple of wins in this uh, funk that they've been in, probably since, what, the Dallas game?
3: Yeah. yeah. And, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, uh, and we thought, well, maybe they're good enough that they can overcome, but it showed against the Washington football team. And then, again, last night, a much better team took control of the game because the Steelers wouldn't do so themselves.
2: Well, part of the problem is when you go 1-10 on, on third-down conversions. Right. Wow. And
0: I, and I just looked. Th- three of those were third and threes. Now, one was a holding call the other way, which, you know, uh, doesn't count. But. Uh, three third and threes. The average for the night was third and six.
2: Well, um, you can't convert. No, you exactly. got you have problems. And Mike was re- referring to that when he yeah. said that we couldn't get continuity and we couldn't get anything established. And you talk about the defense looking tired. Well, they're tired. They're out there long, a lot longer than they should be.
3: You know, Avery Williamson, uh, he looked great. Yeah, he led them uh, in tackles he, again he two, in games tackles, in uh, and, uh, two games in a row. And two games in a row. He had 11 tackles, 9 solos, and 2 assists. And, you know, he he he's a, he's a good player.
2: Well, he's a smart guy, too. Yeah, he's a smart if you player. You just watch him and sit and watch him play. Uh, the guy is, is, is smart. You can see his angles to attack and all the things that he does
3: positively. Yeah, he You're plays right. with his eyes. Yeah. He plays with his eyes. He's not uh, guilty of paralysis by analysis. Right,
0: and apparently the uh, green dot went smoothly. First time he wore it, right?
1: For the Steelers, yes, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, filling in for Robert Spillane and Vince Williams, obviously not there either, and also the second time Avery Williamson played the Bills, he played them earlier this season when he was with the Jets.
2: Right, right, yeah. So and he's not unfamiliar. He wore the green dot with the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got the uh, he's a savvy guy. He's a veteran, like Dunch was saying. Um, I think that uh, hopefully we get Vince back. Uh, I hope Vince is a five dayer. Is he? Well, is,
1: well, uh, we don't know. We don't but know even yet. worst case scenario, again, this is my math, which is probably right there along with yours. I was not uh, very good in my math classes. Did you flunk? I didn't flunk. Okay, well, well let's I flunked. Say I, right. I, I hit the state.
0: bottom, all right? I flunked algebra two. Did you? The only failed course I ever had in my whole life. You couldn't even add past I, algebra well, I one. Well, d- I have to count real things. <laughs> I can't imagine Which you have to do in
2: algebra. Uh, The only thing I can tell you is that's why I played the offensive line. All you got to do is count to three, buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if my math is correct, if it's worst case scenario for Vince and he was positive and then it has to be 10 days, I believe he would be good to go for Monday night yeah. because. That's
0: a break. It's, oh, oh, yeah. That would be which, good. I mean, right. most
1: guys we have been seeing on the list who are not just, you know, the five days, they're missing two games due to the way it's hitting. But for the Steelers, this could be a good thing. So we'll have to see uh again you know coach Tomlin's Tuesday press conference I feel like is where we find out a lot of the right. uh, the things we need to know setting the tone for the week and I think you were talking about it Billy um before one of the games and one of the pregame interviews he did with Bob Labriola and how he purposely I think we all feel it and we all know it but you know he said I set the tone with the media on Tuesday here's what's happening my Wednesday meeting the same thing happens I am an open book and I just it is what it is.
0: And here we are, members of the media, thinking that Tomlin's talking to us. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to the players. Yeah. And don't forget it.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's talking to the players. Uh, uh, he, he he wants to uh, encourage the players and uh, direct the players, and uh, he's talking to the players. And he's talking
2: to the leaders down there. He's talking to Ben, to Cam, and they reinforce their, the echo chamber of his comments. Right. And they are, you know, part and parcel of the leadership of that locker room that you need. So, yeah, you're right. He's speaking to the players, but he's also speaking to the leaders. And the leaders reinforce with the players. It's, right. That's the way it works.
1: All right. We the, Coach Tomlin will not let the team make excuses for scheduling. But we are allowed to not make excuses but discuss the outside noise of three games in 12 days um, and maybe just the uncertainty of it. Um, Do you feel like maybe the shuffling and the rescheduling and going back to week four, Billy, is kind of catching up with the Steelers, especially when you're talking about these injuries too?
0: We have human beings involved and they are subject to this pandemic. I don't care what their walk of life is, what gender, uh, you know, what classification they have uh, on the uh, earned payroll uh, scale. You know, we're all subject to the same thing. And I think a lot of fans going through, when's the game? Is it Wednesday? Are you kidding me? And, and and I think the players have to go through that, too. As much as the coaches try to have them ignore it, I think it gets to them. And I think we're looking uh, – I'm not using it as an excuse. There's no excuse. But uh, it is a condition that it probably has hit this team more than any other team in the league. Except Baltimore.
3: So, you know, I, you know, I, I agree, Billy. Uh, You know, the the uncertainty of the games uh, is uh, paramount. And, uh, you know, the guys, uh, uh, they're nervous and they're focused. Remember what
2: we talked about back yeah. then, all right? We talked about what's the most important thing for a ball player. It's routine. Right. It's right. that routine that takes you through the week you prepare yourself. You got your four-day-out, your three-day-out, your two-day-out, your one-day-out routines. And you want to be in that zone with those routines because that's how you feel like you're you're ready, you're locked in and ready to go. And when those routines get all upset, it creates problems, yeah. you know? And that's what we we're talking about. You remember, we talked about that. You know, you and me, we, yeah. we ride together to the airport yeah, and the things yeah. that we would do you know it's part of the routine like the the cherry cheesecake the night before the game oh that's yeah,
0: important that's you got to have that and a palmer pie that's yeah. right and and
3: you know when uh, uh chuck knoll uh gave us uh a uh, full pads practice the day before we left to Miami. Yeah. And uh, John Colb and John Bennett had gotten a fight. Right, right. Uh, that was out of the routine. Yeah, yeah, that was out of the routine. <laughs> a little and, out of routine. And then we uh, uh, we were uh, full board practice. Right. And then we left for Miami. And
2: we did. And the next night we got killed. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't covered, do very well. I've
0: been privileged to cover a lot of sports over a long period of time. I firmly believe that football is the only one that you cannot turn on and off. Emotionally, physically, at every level, you can't stop it and then restart it with the right. same result.
3: Yeah.
2: You don't know, you can't cross the line and throw a switch. It doesn't work that way, you know. Um unless you're born with an, an incredible amount of uh, antisocial behavior attitudes I know know, some people like that. Yeah, there's a few. (laughs) Most of them play football. Yeah. (laughs) Well, most of them were named Lambert or Green, you know what I mean? But the fact is, um, you you do have that buildup, that routine. And I don't care if you're talking to me, you're talking to Cam Hayward, you know, you have that fact of this is, you know, three days out, I like to do this, two days, one day. And you know that you're all ready to go. You're locked in, you've covered all your bases, and you're ready to go. And you have your prehab, your rehab. All the stuff that you do during the week, and whether it's the massage, the chiropractor, it's um, extra film work, The all shrink? That stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, the all that activity is your shrink. <laughs> all right, that's what that's what pulls it together.
3: Actually, you all, after practice, you uh, go one on ones with. Uh, that could uh, be part, or, of yeah, 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 right. part of your routine. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, part of your routine.
1: All right, some other things I uh, found interesting. There was a clip the Buffalo Bills had tweeted out of Josh Allen firing up some of the key playmakers for the Bills coming out of their tunnel before they came out, and they all witnessed Juju Smith-Schuster kind of dancing on the logo prior and said, you know, no dancing, no talking. Let's go show them what we're made of. Some of the defensive players from the Bills mentioned after the game that they saw that and that fired them up. Do you guys buy into that? That you can use that as motivation, similar to how Steelers fans do, uh, you know, when players from opposing teams do certain things to the terrible towel?
2: You know, I can say this. You can use anything you want for a chip. I remember when Merle and Olsen came to me and for Monday Night Football. And he said to me, how are you going to block Randy White? And this was like an hour and a half, two hours before kickoff. Yeah. And I remember looking at him going, you son of a gun. Gun.
1: <laughs> PG, family show, family show. <laughs> and, and you know I would, yeah, yeah, but
2: I mean just son of a pup. How, do you, how are you going to say that to me right before the game? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, and you get that grinding away and, and that becomes that chip that you play. And if you are good at it. If you're good at kind of echo echo chambering in your mind the things that uh, you know, like Heinz Ward. Heinz was always about you know, um, I, you, know I, I, I'm, you know I got a chip on my shoulder and I couldn't do this. I was only uh, you know a 14th round draft pick or something, even though he was a what third. Yeah, <laughs> you he, know
3: he always uh, he yeah he, like a... they didn't expect me to do what I yeah. did, and
2: you use that, and I I think anything can be used like that, so. That was another rant. You sorry. know, uh
3: <laughs> and I I think uh Juju uh uh made the uh Buffalo Bills mad because he was dancing on 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 the uh, Buffalo Bills. Do Bill. you think
2: that was necessary? I mean, really? You no, know, I I don't I, think I, that's
3: I don't think it was necessary uh but uh, uh it goes back to
2: Ray Penny. Yeah. You know, Ray Penny would go <laughs> he was an offensive lineman of course I Ray remember, Penny yeah. and Ray would go touch you Punch these guys to get them all mad. Then they come over to my side. They're mad. <laughs> they're mad at you, but they're taking it out on me.
0: <laughs> Is it? Isn't it true that Ray Penny, as a rookie, made more money than Webby?
2: I don't know. I, I don't that. know.
0: I'm, I'm almost positive because wow. that was, you know, the year of the strike and the the other league and and so on and so forth. No kidding. And so he came in at a big number compared to what everybody else was making.
3: Billy, uh, when my rookie year, I made twenty five <laughs> grand.
0: And you were happy with that.
3: That's right. They're
0: paying me to play this game. Oh, man. A child's
2: game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we thought we were rich. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to take one more break here on The Point After. When we return, we'll talk a little Josh Allen and more about the Steelers' defense. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Back to The Point After on DVE.
0: Shotgun snap on second down. They throw the under route. No defender there to the five to the goal line. Touchdown, Stefan Diggs. He was wide open when he caught it, and then he zipped it down the numbers into the end zone for the touchdown for Buffalo.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're taking you to the top of the hour here on the point after Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. And, guys, Stefan Diggs, a name we heard a lot, especially in the second half. Finished the game with that touchdown call you just heard there. 10 for 130 yards. Seven of those catches for 97 yards in the second half alone. And, Billy, you just said his name pretty much all night in the second half, and it just felt like the Steelers' defense could not get a handle on him.
0: Yep, he's a a force and a load, and, you know, he's as advertised. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes when guys have gaudy numbers, you say to yourself, "I want to see him play." Yeah. Before I, I'm a believer. Well, he made me a believer last night.
3: And ten catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, I, I wonder why Minnesota let him go.
2: You know, it's funny because there have been reports that um, he was, you know, a diva type. Right. And they say in Buffalo that he's been. Seems like
1: fabulous. he fits right in. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's been. It's fabulous. against the law to be a diva in Buffalo. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, um the the uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth said that he was a great player and a great practice player. Sean, uh, uh the the head coach said he was a. You talking about
2: Sean McDermott? Sean
3: yeah. McDermott said he's a great practice player.
2: Well, he's been a, a model citizen, is what yeah. they say. Great teammate and everything else, and that. Reportedly, that wasn't exactly what he was when he came there, or what he was, was before he, he came there, I should say. When, when, and when, you don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, you just when he never was know. In Minnesota. Yeah. Sometimes a change of scenery is what
2: people need. Right. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it.
1: We talked about Stefan Diggs there, but just Josh Allen as a whole. It felt like, well, if the Steelers defense was doing a good job, as Billy said, it was a decent score at the half. You weren't like, okay, this game is over. Um, and then it just felt like Josh Allen didn't revert back to maybe what he would have done last year in terms of stepping up and realizing where the pressure was coming from and, you know, making them more tired than they already were and wearing them down.
2: Well, there's no question that Josh Allen did a great job of running at the appropriate times, delivering the ball right. when he needed to. Uh, he, as Tunch talked about, you know, he flushed to his right. He threw well to his right. And we we're I was busting on him today because, you know, it was no secret. Did you no tell <laughs> Yeah, I said, I said, did you tell Buttsy about it? Because, in fact, you know, he, he did exactly what you had said pregame. Right. and And he w- excelled at it, and I'm sure – Buty was well aware that he rolled to his right and threw, threw well going to his right.
0: Well, there was a factoid that I had with my stuff last night, and I think we referred to it a couple of times. When he is pressured, right. his completion rate is in the 50s. Right. But when mm-hmm. unpressured, it's in the 70s. And I just thought maybe one of the reasons why there were so many wide open uh, receivers last night, the
2: Steelers went out of their way to
0: pressure him. Right.
2: Yeah. Well there's no no doubt they were they were coming up with six guys and what they put seven one time. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was kinda like a whoa and but he got away from the pressure. You've got to maintain your discipline rush lanes and he was able to find Stephon Diggs and Diggs mm. beat everybody. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. even that one crossing route when Minka he bounced off Minka yeah. and ran for a big huge gain. And,
3: and and you know, he was like uh uh Ben. Uh you know, they compared him to Ben, mm-hmm. uh young Ben old Ben and and uh, one of the things that uh, I, I he got rid of the ball quick in the second half yes he did and uh, like Ben
2: very much so.
1: I think also, too, um, in terms of the Steelers' defense, no Joe Hayden last night. Yeah. Steve Nelson missed the previous game. He's just coming back from injury. And I'm not making excuses, but I, I do feel like at some point, the, you know, the attrition of the injuries build up in the middle of the Steelers' defense is, you know, not where you want it to be. And you mentioned Devin Bush earlier, but no Rob Spillane, no Vince Williams. Yeah. Um, Cam's son, I think, has done a fantastic job. He has filled in for how many people on the Steelers defense? Mike Hilton, when he dealt with his shoulder injury, that three-game stretch uh, a few games back, he filled in for Steve Nelson last week, filled in for Joe Hayden a little bit this week. So, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, this extra day as we keep talking about playing on a Monday night, guys can get healthy, uh, can kind of regroup a little bit. I think everybody needs that at this point.
2: I, I have no doubts in my mind. I would think that uh, some good rest will do these guys a lot yeah, of good. Yeah. And if we can get somebody back, I mean, yeah. again, think about it. You have what was basically the number one defense through the first how many weeks of the season, throughout most of the season. Right. And you lost almost 50% of the starters Right, right, right. How in the world did you manage to stay at that high level? And yeah. that's it's remarkable what they've done.
3: Hey, Missy, did you hear what – uh, how long Robert Spillane's going to be out?
1: Well, they put him on IR, so...
3: It's what, three weeks? Yeah,
1: at least, yeah.
3: so... Oh, yeah. That's the new
0: IR. The That's new the pandemic IR. IR.
1: Which is kind of yeah. helpful in a situation oh, like sure. this, for sure. Um But then also, you know, the other thing, too, is because of the numbers you can play now in terms of having active offensive linemen, if this was a non-pandemic season last night, I bet you Vance McDonald would have been playing tackle. (laughs) So you could go both ways with that one. But in terms of, yes, Billy, you know, the IR does work in that favor. And that's why, you know, with Matt Filer going on, he probably wouldn't be back in time for the playoffs. Um, So, yeah.
3: And in our day, uh, they hid uh, players on IR. Uh, you know they hit Bill Hurley, Bobby Kors, John Goodman, right? And uh, uh, and they said that I, I was gonna uh, be on IR, but they cut me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember
0: when they had the scrimmages at Jeanette High School Stadium? Yeah. Okay, Ooh, that's right. I'm covering right. for TV, and I'm basically on the sideline with everybody else. Right. And. It was probably 1971 because that's the year I think he came to the Steelers. But uh, Jack Fleming was doing – the late Jack Fleming was doing the PA at Jeanette High School Stadium and repeatedly would say Joe Green on the tackle. Joe Green on the tackle. I'm standing next to Joe Green on the sideline. (laughs) And it wasn't Joe Green. It was another number 71. Yeah. And we had just played games with the Patriots for Fats Holmes. Yeah. And that's who it was. Oh, really? But oh, apparently, this is before our time. Well, yeah, I know. But that apparently Jack was told Joe Green is wearing number 71 tonight.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he's standing next to me. He never crossed the sideline. And I just said, oh, okay. You there, know, there was a game. I said this to Mike Wagner, and Mike said, I don't remember that. And I said, yeah, I think we we, we got him, but then we loaned him to New England, and then we got him back, but we had to hide him. Until you know procedures and all that stuff, you
3: hmm. know, Zach Washington played at Jeanette High School and he was a teammate of mine at Indiana State.
0: A fighting sycamore yeah. from Jeanette, Pennsylvania. How
3: about that? <laughs> yeah, wow. from Coriopolis, Mike Sotak, uh, the quarterback, and Jerry Glusick from McKeesport, and uh, it Jim was Navakovich a hotline. Uh,
2: from from here yeah,
3: to uh, Indiana Stern. PA. Stern. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, from, and
0: Chicago had a couple pretty good players Ilkin and a kid named Fitzgerald.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, you know uh, Larry Big Larry was a teammate of mine. Yeah,
1: very cool. Um, some positive news since I feel like we're a little down in the dumps today, uh, with the Steelers second loss, which <laughs> sounds a little crazy, but Tyson Alualu sack last night, of course, uh, in the second quarter made the Steelers pass the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the NFL record, 70 consecutive games with at least one sack. So we'll see how long the streak takes us, but, uh, we're done with that fun fact. Cause it's the Steelers record now.
0: Well, let's get a couple of other
2: record yeah that'll be great uh, just kick it up I look the whole thing is really about turning the page moving forward here yeah and trying to play your best football turn the page yes exactly little Bob Seeger. Yeah. well let's win 14 games and then worry about the second season
3: right right right
2: no doubt about it you start over and you get yourself going I still think you know you get the running game going it's going to supplant and, and prosper the the, the passing game the more you're able to run the ball, the better it's going to be. I hope and pray that they, they would. Uh, you know, I got a lot of people around saying, because I'm, I'm, I like, give me a fullback, would you please? Yeah, <laughs> let me have a couple. You know, just a couple of whams get just revved up there. Get your chin strap, you know, uh, duct taped on, and let Derek go <laughs> re- wham a couple guys and just uh, shake things up a little bit. I think Derek Watt is a guy that uh, would be. You know, he, he could really help the running game, and yeah and yeah he really will. You
3: know, he's uh, he digs guys out. Could we get
0: Dan Kreider out of retirement? Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: the battles he used to have with Ray Lewis.
3: Yeah, Dan Dan Kreider, uh, uh, with, in walkthrough he strained his calf. Oh,
2: he he yeah he admitted that finally. Yeah. We Gosh. after he retired, he didn't tell us until after <laughs> he'd retired. He pulled his calf and walked through. And we just, we had to kill him. I mean, you got to kill him about that.
1: Yeah, you can't admit that, you you know.
2: He couldn't admit that until after he retired. That's a good
1: move. (laughs) Uh, In terms of the new playoff alignment, only the number one seed gets the bye week. So the Steelers currently do not have it. There is, of course, a few more games left to be played I personally feel like the Steelers really need that bye week. They've already punched their ticket. We know there's going to be a postseason, Billy. But as we keep talking, this entire show has reverted back to the injuries on all- both sides of the ball. Um, I just feel like if they can somehow, I think Cincinnati is a game that you got to win. You yeah. have you you <clears> have <throat> to win. Um, as simple as that. And I just feel like you know the Chiefs. You, st- you see what happens there too. So I. It- You can't – the Steelers aren't out of getting the one seed, but as we sit here today, not in a great spot.
0: Toughest game for Kansas City is at the Saints this coming weekend. Right, right. After that, they have, what, uh, the Rams and – not the Rams, the Chargers and uh, somebody else that they probably should beat.
3: Yeah, yeah. you know what, I think the Steelers are going to win out. Uh, You've got the Cincinnati Bengals, the – uh, Indianapolis Colts, and the Cleveland Browns. And I think they're going to win out.
2: It could well be. I hope so. You know, I mean, it would be nice. Again, um, it's it, to me, it's just about playing your best football at this time of year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now we're kind of shaking the heebie-jeebies out. It's time to get locked and loaded in the next couple of weeks and see where you go
3: from here. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah, you know, when <laughs> things
2: just ain't going so good. You know what I mean? You know, you have you could almost feel it coming on. Yeah. You got eleven games there, and there was just kind of there were all the warning signs that things just weren't going all that copacetically. And then they crashed in Washington against Washington. You had a you know another bump in the road here against the Bills, and you know the Bengals may well be the, the thing that the starts to get you on the uh, the right foot. What's that? The heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies, brother. <laughs> you know, uh, they, hey, it's a it's a it's a True fact, all right? It's a true factoid. The heebie-jeebies, they can sink you, man.
1: Well, I hope we shower or whatever we have to do to get rid of <laughs> them first Just got to sure. get rid of
2: them. That's right.
1: Uh, of course, I think uh, we will all stay up, even though, you know, you're usually tired after a night game, the Ravens and the Browns, on Monday night football. Uh, it would do wonders for the Steelers if the Browns lost to the Ravens. I don't think I can really cheer for either team. That just doesn't feel right. But uh, definitely one to watch, Billy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Although I've said it many times when people say, uh, are you glad that the Browns are getting better and the rivalry heating up? And I said, yeah, I don't hate anybody in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, and I, they use that line in the, in the book that's out by the Petersons of Father-Son about the turnpike rivalry. And and uh, there's some other really good quotes in there as well. But I, I, do, I do believe that. I, I, I feel passionately about Cleveland. I've always have. I remember Jim Brown shaking the ball at our bench, like, here, I got it. I
3: put it in the end zone. Mm.
0: You know, and things like that are burned in your brain. So it, it's it's important yeah. that the Browns are better.
3: You know, when uh, uh, Jack Lambert uh, cheap-shotted up Brian Sipe, uh Doug Deacon kicked him, as uh, Chuck would say, in a place where a young man should not be kicked. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of rivalry
2: stuff going on with the Brownies.
1: All right. Well, that is going to do it for us here tonight on The Point After for Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. I am Missy Matthews. Steelers at the Bengals Monday Night Football next week. We'll be back here Tuesday at 7 p.m. Have a great night, everybody.